Welcome to the Christian Talk Show, episode 13. This episode is called, or labeled, The Message. Pastor Cesar Vargas, are you out there, sir? Yes, sir. I'm here, and I'm happy to be here. And I thank God for all our listeners, and I think it's going to be a very special show tonight. And we just pray that God will move. Amen. He's going to move, and he's going to have his way, sir. And we thank God for all that he's doing and all that he's about to do. Amen. Amen. That's right. Nice crowd. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They're always with us, sir. Amen. (laughs) You know, Pastor, tonight is going to be a special show. This show is labeled The Message. And I think this message is going to expose some things, sir. What do you think? Amen. I absolutely believe that, that it's not only going to expose, I think it's very timely for the times that we are living in. Um, We just pray that God will move uh, this evening, as I'm sure he will. Amen, sir. Yes, he he sure sure will. You know, Pastor, we we got a lot to cover tonight. So why don't don't we uh, request or we ask you, can you you give us that opening, opening prayer? Yes, sure, of course. Father God in heaven, we come before your presence, Father God. We ask that you bless us tonight, Father God, that you bless every listener, Father God. We pray, Father God, that it would be your word, Father God, that goes through your Holy Spirit and that it would touch and pierce the heart of men, Father God. And Father God, as always, we are just so careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Pastor. You know, we've had a lot of technical uh, difficulties to overcome tonight, Pastor. But yes. God is going is to provide the victory all night, Pastor. Amen. That's right. The enemy, he always tries to thwart God's plans, but God always has his way. Amen. Absolutely, Pastor. Absolutely. You know, a, a lot. A lot the, the first topic that we're going to get into, Pastor, covers. Um, I, I, uh, not, we're not going to say like new Christians, but we'll, we'll call them seasoned, right? Because because <clears throat> they've been seasoned. They they know the scripture. They they've they got their memory verses down. A lot of um, ministers, pastors, um, evangelists. <clears throat> um, they kind of shy away from preaching the truth. And then that's 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 our first topic, you know, because God tells the children some things, even in your own household, Pastor. I would assume that you may have had or have to tell your children some things that they may not like, and God does that in a similar way. Is is that? That's right. There 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 are times where your pastor may say something, or maybe he's not even speaking directly to you. He's preaching and preaching the word of God and the word of God starts to convict you. You know, I've, I've had uh, um, an issue that I was having once a uh, long time ago, you know, with my wife and we were uh, leaders in the church. And of course we had their phone numbers and, you know, we'd go visit them and what have you. And we were going through something. And as the pastor was preaching that Sunday morning, it started to really hit me and it started to convict me. And I'm like, 
wait a minute. I, I turned to my wife and I said, did you say something? Did you tell him, you know? And she says, no, I haven't, I haven't talked to him. And I knew God was speaking directly to me, to my heart and correcting me. So that kind of sound doctrine is what we need. We need sound doctrine because if we don't have sound doctrine, it could be extremely dangerous. And we'll get into some of those examples later down, uh, down the show, but it, it could be very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. They could, a person, a pastor, a minister, or someone just, you know, adding or trying to subtract from the word of God can find himself in a bad place. That's right. You, know, you can't change the word of God. Now he's the same God today yesterday and forever and his word stands so if you go to change it and you try to change the mind of people or try to switch up what god has intended you can find yourself in a bad place what, what, what do you, what do you yes. think about that? absolutely I, I i think we're we're living in a time right now where uh people really do want to hear the word of god and unfortunately i think there have been many churches uh, that have fallen asleep at the wheel. I think there's many popular teachings that are not biblical, but they're very popular, and especially with the younger generation. And, and I think we, we really need to go back to sound doctrine. Uh, I think we need to really know the word. We need to study the word. Uh, we need to follow the word. Because, you know, like there, there's a lot of people that and I'm sure you, you see them on, on Facebook or, or, you know, Instagram or whatever social media platform. And uh, you'll see that they they have a little fish, uh, you know, or they'll have some scripture posted. Yet they're cussing up a storm They're They're drinking like there's no tomorrow. And they really think that they're okay. It's like, well, I'm a, I'm a good Christian. I'm a good person. And I don't hurt anybody and what have you. And it's like, oh, listen, listen, it, it goes much deeper than that. And I think that's, that's where we need to be um, in order to really uh, be right with God in, in God's sight and to have his blessings. Amen. No, absolutely right. Uh, to be right with God, have the blessing of God and continue that sound doctrine, whether, whether it's in season, out of season, whether it's fitting or unfitting, because the word of God is good for correction as well. You know, pastor, we, we have right. a, a, a subcategory in here, pastor called itchy ears preaching. Go ahead, go ahead yes. and explain to the, to the, to the, to the audience about itchy ears preaching. What itching ears, uh, it's, it's used in the Bible to describe people who they kind of seek out messages and, and doctrines, right? Preaching that condones their own lifestyle or condones their sinful ways as opposed to adhering to the teachings of the apostles. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh you know, there, there's uh, up here, as a matter of fact, in the high desert, there's a, a pastor that uh, has no problems with his congregations smoking drugs. He's got no problem with it uh, whatsoever. He does it. 
and he thinks it's okay, it's a herb, it's a plant, it's this, it's that, you know, uh, whatever, if it's an opiate, hey, it's all good. And this is a pastor, and he's got a, a pretty decent following because people want that. The, the, the people that are living in sin and that don't want to adhere to God's word, it's like, oh, he's a cool pastor, right? Or, um, you know, I, I know that uh, in, a, in a certain church, and this is not biblical, right? And if you look at it in 2 Timothy 4.3, the Bible says, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. And that's what we're talking about when we talk about itching ears. It's not, I don't want to hear the correction. I don't want to hear that I'm in sin. I want to hear that, hey, everything's okay and and God loves everybody, and that's why Jesus died on the cross, so I can do whatever I want to do. And that's not biblical, and it's not correct preaching. No, it, it, that, that absolutely is on point. So, you know, a lot of people, <clears throat> when they go and they listen to the message or their message at their local synagogue or online, because a lot of pastors are going on Facebook now, right? It's, it's, a, it's a free location. Yes. <laughs> But their their right. ears are tickled with this language, right? The ears are just tickled and fancied, and this it's this endless curiosity to look for with that person, or they would say to themselves what they want to hear. But that's not necessarily yes. the case when it comes to the Bible. The Bible is uh, a lot of doctrine or uh, evidence of things that God did, as far as famine, um, uh, droughts, things that happened because people fail to listen to him. So, Pastor, right. when we get into that, how does the false doctrine play into uh, this this tickling or the itching uh, ear pre preaching? Well, I'd I'd like to take us uh, to a couple of scriptures, and then and then I'll I'll get into what we were talking about a, a little bit earlier. Why it's so dangerous? If we take a look at Second Peter. 2, 1. It says, but false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will also be false teachers among you who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. And we've heard of people that say, Oh, listen, there, there's many ways to Jesus, and I don't believe there's only one one way. And listen, that is false. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. That is scripture. Now, if we look at Ephesians 4.14, it says, as a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness in deceitful scheming. So here's where I say that uh, listening to false prophets, false teachers, uh, false preachers, we could end up in a lot, a lot of trouble. 
and I, I'll bring up a couple of examples. I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, David Koresh. He was of, um, of the Branch Davidians uh, back in Waco, Texas, right? People were following this man, and uh, he was claiming to be one of the last prophets and what have you. And there were 79 people that died following this man. 79, right? The, the Heaven's Gate cult. They had 39 people who committed suicide, believing that aliens were following the comet Hale-Bopp and it would take them to heaven. So they killed themselves over, over you know, a, a comet that they thought, you know, aliens were following and they were going to be taken to heaven. And that's because of them following a gentleman who was teaching this. Also, I'm sure you you heard of Jim Jones, a, a gentleman that uh, was out from um, Jonestown, Guyana, and over 900 people committed suicide at his orders. So this is the danger when you get into false doctrine and they start teaching you, listen, it's okay to have five or six or seven wives it's okay to to have intimacy with with 13 year olds as a, as a 47 or 50 year old man uh, listen it, it's okay to to hit your wives to beat them as long as you don't leave you know real severe bruises these teachings are absolutely not of god and people believe them and they're very sincere in their belief but I can absolutely tell you they're they're sincerely wrong. Amen. No, absolutely. and that's the danger. That that is that's a dangerous place to be, <clears throat> and and it's danger it's dangerous um, from from the physical aspect where, like you said, people do things like commit suicide or they listen to these false prophets and they have them, you know, even some have them give their whole savings right uh, to to the church or to to that particular following. Um, that's right. <clears throat> But, you know, Pastor, when we look at it in, in context, the false doctrine deviates the individual from doing God's work. It deviates right. the individual from even doing what God wants. What do you think about that, Pastor? How, the false doctrine, it deviates masses, not just change their mind, you know, they get brainwashed. Some people call it brainwashed, but it deviates Somebody puts it puts a doubt, which is contrary to God's word, in their mind, and now they're just lost. What do you think? Yes, we we've talked about that before. That that slight deviation, where if you start just a little bit, you say just something that's a little bit off, but it sounds believable or it sounds good. And, and then the next time you say uh, something a little more off and people are okay with it, people don't question it. Some people may, may think, well, that, that, that kind of didn't sound right or oh, I'm not sure that I believe that. But the more that continues, the further away from the truth they are. And like you said, now they're confused. They don't know what to believe. They don't know where to stand on a, on a given subject. They don't know what they should be uh, doing 
for the Lord or, or they can't hear the Lord's voice guiding them, directing their paths, making the crooked ways uh, straight. They don't see or hear any of that because they're so lost and they've deviated away from the Holy Spirit. And, and that's catastrophic because that's where the enemy will then come in. And if you don't know who you are, the enemy will try to tell you who you should be. Amen. You know, Pastor, let, let me just re- go read this real briefly here. Matthew 24. And we're starting at verse 24. And I, I just want to get your, your thoughts on this, Pastor. <clears throat> so Matthew um, chapter 24, we're starting at verse 24. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. 25, <clears throat> verse 25. See, I have told you ahead of time. So if anyone tells you there he is out in the wilderness, do not go out or here he is in the inner rooms. Do not believe it. Amen. What's your thoughts on that, Pastor? What is that telling the audience? What is that telling the children of God? Listen, God is giving his people warnings. He's he's telling them, listen, you need to be vigilant. You need to understand. Uh, if, if you don't, for example, not knowing the scriptures, how could have Jesus fought the enemy? The enemy, the devil, when they were out in the desert, what did he do? What did he quote? Scripture. He quoted scripture. And what did Jesus rebut with? Scripture. Scripture. (laughs) So you have to know, because if you don't know, it's easy to be led astray. So God gave us warnings in the Bible. Listen, these these things are not just for us to read. And oh, that's a nice story. You know, it's to take heed. It's to understand. It's to question things. It's to to pray. It's to study. It's to, you know, to follow truth rather than a lie. And a lot of people these days follow lies. You know, they have the the name it and claim it doctrine, right? That's not biblical. Uh, Doing that is, um, example, it's it's not uh, that God gives you a blank check He's not a, a, a genie in a bottle where you can get y- your wishes, you know, and, and there's a lot of pastors, uh, televangelists teaching this kind of doctrine, the name it and claim it, whatever you say you can have. And that is not biblical. If we look at first John verse five, uh, chapter five, I'm sorry, verse 14, it says, now this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So first of all, we have to be in his will. It's not just whatever whatever we want. I, oh, I want this and I want that. No, that's not the way it works. And if we take a look also at James 4, 3, it says, You ask and do not receive because you ask. Ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. See, 
those those uh, uh you know feel good messages you know yes they make you feel good but they never deal with sin they're they're they they never deal with what's what's wrong and, and and what we need to be doing different and and who we need to be they uh, they're kind of like motivational teachers motivational speakers right and and that kind of teaching it keeps you weak because it's not dealing with your sin. Uh, you're not knowing who you are and what you carry. And you don't know how to fight the enemy. So you get distracted. You get disillusioned. You get depressed. You get sad. You get angry. You get hurt at every stop because you're just feeling good messages. And when things aren't good in your life, you don't know what to do. You need to hear another feel-good message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not the place to be. That's not a place of power or strength. Amen. Wow, Pastor. You know, this is this is um, really uh, taking hold for for me as well because as I recall, Pastor, and, and I'm, I'm looking at Second Corinthians uh, uh, chapter eleven, just at verse thirteen, Pastor. Because you talked about deviation, you talked about the false prophet, and <clears throat> and what it says here, starting at verse thirteen, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostle of Christ. Verse fourteen, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. It's deceit. Is Satan transforming himself, Pastor? Now you got these false apostles or deceitful workers trying to cloak themselves or transform themselves into apostles of Christ, which they're not. Is that right, Pastor? Yes. And you know, the, the funny thing is, uh, people always think of, of Satan as this ugly, scary. Uh, you know, there, there's a, a in in uh, in the Hispanic community, uh, there's a, a game. It's like a bingo, and it's called loteria. You've probably heard of it, right? And they have a picture of 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 a devil on a card, and this picture is, you know, he's got the the hoofs and he's got the the pointy tail and he's got a pitchfork and red with fire and listen. That's not how Satan comes at people. You you just read it. He disguises himself, cloaks himself as an apostle, as a holy man. You know, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, the teachers of the law. You know, he, he cloaks himself. He comes at you enticing. He comes at you tempting. He comes at you manipulating changing God's word. Look what happened, you know, uh, uh, with Adam and Eve, right? Is it true that God really said that? Did he <laughs> really right. say that? Are you sure? Questioning God's word and making you question. If you don't have that, that strong faith and you're like, no, 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 this is what God said. Listen, you'll, you'll obey a leader, a pastor, an apostle. And I've heard, listen, I've been exposed to some of these people that will come up and say, you know what? God told me this morning that you're to give me your car. 
And it's wow. the only vehicle that person has. Oh, no. And, wow. and they're kind of broke. And they're telling them, oh, yeah, God, God said you need to give me your car today. You know, and I'm saying, wait, 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 wait. Because <laughs> it's like, well, God may have told you, but he didn't tell me. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's, right. And it, That's right. And it's my car. You know what I mean? And until the Lord tells me to give it up, it ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, now if God puts it definitely on my heart and he said, this is what you need to do, then, of course, I'm going to obey and do what I need to do, regardless of if it's going to hurt me or I'm going to feel it like, oh, you know. But I want to I want to do what God calls me to do, because if I'm his child, if I call him Lord and master, then I need to obey what he says. And I need to be vigilant about what other people are, are, are claiming to be or saying that they are, you know, because you, you have some people that claim to be prophets and they'll tell you things like, you know what, this Friday, I'm prophesying that it is going to rain. And it's like, man, my brother, this has been in the forecast for the last three days. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, and you calling yourself a prophet. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> you know, and that's what I'm talking about. And there are people that will believe this stuff. Oh, my gosh, it rained. It's like, well, yeah, but, you know, the yeah, but the weatherman isn't always right. And I believe this man. And that's where the danger is. Now it's like, oh, well, the Lord said you need to give me your house. Or the Lord said you need to, you know, empty your bank account or the Lord said, you need to give me all of your uh, stimulus check. Mm, mm. And people would just do it without question. They won't even pray about it. They won't seek God. And God, is this is this what you want me to do? Is this, you know, because I'll do it. Listen, if, if you tell me you put it on my heart or you confirm it, you know, I'll, I'll do it, Lord, because I want to be obedient. That's what we need to do. Not just just act on it because the enemy disguises himself even as an angel of light so we have to be careful absolutely yeah absolutely sir you know with all the false doctrine going on the cloaking the 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 disguising that um the enemy uses against us the the children of, of god and, you know, setting up that that path for deviation, right? Because that's what it is. It's a setup. It's a setup for a path for deviation. The feel-good messages, you know, the itchy ear preaching, right? I'm telling you stuff that you want to hear or someone's okay. telling you stuff that you like to hear. And mm-hmm. it, it it takes us to a place, Pastor. And, and this, is, this, this is our second topic. It takes us to a place where where would we be in the last days? Yes. I'll tell you, in the last days, we, we know, and, and biblically, we know that there's, there's going to be a lawlessness that's going to be increasing. We definitely see that, right? People breaking the law, uh, you know, they have that, that, that catch and release. Now there's, there's really even no, no real justice. You, you have somebody who, who's a, a pedophile and, and, you know, or, or somebody who, who even killed somebody and gets three years of, of probation and they have this long, extensive record or this person who's got, you know, uh, 10, 12, 15 DUIs 
before they kill a family of, you know, seven or eight people. And, and there's there's like no justice. We, we know that there are our parents now uh, that are suing their children, children that are suing their parents. They want to be emancipated. They want to do their own thing. Uh, if, if you try to discipline them, uh, I'll call the cops and, you know, um, uh, I'll, I'll tell them all kinds of stuff. They'll even make up lies. I mean, uh, you know, uh, up is down, down is up, right is wrong, wrong is right. Uh, you know, and, and the Bible talks about all these things that are to come. And I'd, I'd like to take a, a, a few moments, Minister Jermaine. Uh, it's, it's a little bit lengthy, but I think it's important because it's the word of God. And that's more important than anything that you and I can say. It's, it's the actual word of God. Amen. Amen. So, and, and, and take your time, Pastor. Yes, sir. I'd, I'd like to read out of the book of Matthew chapter 24, verse 3. Now, starting in, in verse 3. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Verse 15. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may be not in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been seen since the beginning of the world until this time, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. 
verse 23. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ or there, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Therefore, if they say to you, look, he is in the desert, do not go out. Or look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man be. For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Amen. See, there's a lot that is going to be taking place. I believe we are close to those end times. Nobody knows, the Bible says, no one knows the day nor the hour. That, not even the Son of Man, that is reserved for God the Father and Him alone. Amen? So, only Yahweh knows. That's right. Only He knows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nobody else. That's reserved for Him. So, Pastor, for for um, for our audience, and thank you for sharing that the scripture with us, because that 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 is the word. Now, now, folks, see it, they can hear it, and they can go back and reference it, re reference that, and look it up themselves. <clears throat> but, but is it is that to, to scare us, Pastor? Is that the, is that a, a scary place for folks that are uh, believe in Christ? Absolutely not. Listen, it is a warning. It is to let us know so that. We don't look at this book as a fairy tale, as just a collection of stories that, oh, well, those are nice stories that my grandparents used to tell me, you know. No, this is all real. And we can see it happening now. There's a lot that's going on in the world, right? And I know that we've been hearing this for years and years and years. But listen, there, you remember back in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, you know, Satanism was was just not really talked about, not desired. You were an outcast if you started saying anything that you were, you know, in that satanic religion or, or you, you know, wanted to sacrifice animals and have seances and all this kind of stuff. I mean, that was like unheard of, right? Now you've got somebody, a rapper, a, a famous rapper, who comes out with satanic shoes, 666. And it, that it contains one drop of human blood and they're only making 666 pairs, right? It, it's all in the music now. It's, it's on, on clothing. It's on movies. It's on, uh, it, it's, it's almost everywhere. They're having 
in in many of these uh, uh, council uh, council member board meetings and what have you uh, meetings at the city, they're having satanic prayers now. Even it's unbelievable how up in your face it is now. In Detroit, they put up a, I think it's a nine nine foot bronze statue of Baphomet, Satan. And this is while they're moving, uh, removing the Ten Commandments from buildings, from federal buildings, right? Prayer, that you can't have prayer in school or you can't have Bible studies. It's now that doesn't mean the last days as in, oh, next week or next year or, or even the next 10 years, right? We don't know. And I'm certainly not claiming to know that. But what I do know is we need to be prepared. We absolutely need to be prepared. And this is not to scare us. Now, for those who are not accepting Christ and who are not living right, then, yeah, I would be scared. Because, you know, the Lord says, pray that God will give you the strength to stand on that great and terrible day of the coming of the Lord. Now, why would he say the great and terrible? I believe it's because, listen, for Christians and us who are going to be raptured and going in the clouds, going to be with Jesus in heaven, we're not going to have to experience this. And we don't have to be afraid. But, He says that great and terrible day, terrible, because I think all kinds of calamity is going to be happening on the earth. And the people that don't believe that are going to be left behind. Yeah, I I would be worried at that point. I would be very scared. You know, just out of the sheer terror that's going to be happening. But if we're with Christ, listen, Christ is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end and God has prepared a great place for those of us that love him and who are called according to his purpose according to his purpose not according to our fleshly desires our wants and what we want to believe and what we want to think and oh well God God is love and everybody leads love and and it's not biblical Now, while we don't want to hurt these people, you know, we don't we don't uh, judge them in the sense, oh, they're going to hell. We, we, We can't make that determination, but we can definitely say, listen, this is against God's word. And this is this is not God. Right. This this is not God. We've heard people say, oh, that there's many ways, you know, they were talking about it. I know know a lot of people, you know, that watch TV have heard, uh, uh, you know, to heaven. I don't believe there's only one way. It's like like TV channels. There's so many programs. It can't just be one way. Well, that's not what my Bible said. My Bible says there is only one way and it's through Christ. And that's what I stand on. It's what I believe in. And it's what I stand on because I am a follower of Christ. Amen. I don't just want to be a hearer of the word and then adjust it to my liking and pick and choose verses that I only like. And, oh, well, I don't want to hear that one. 
about my sin or I don't want to hear that I shouldn't do this or I shouldn't do that. I don't want to hear rules and regulations, right? But when you have the love of Christ in you and you truly know him, it's not that, oh, I can't get high because God says I can't or I can't drink or I can't smoke or I can't cuss because, yeah, well, you know, God says that, that I shouldn't. I don't want to. It's no longer, I don't feel forced or like it's rules. I want to give myself totally to Christ Jesus, every part of me. And you and I have talked about this. When we say yes, that yes is everything. Everything. Not just certain parts. It's everything. It's your time. It's your finances. It's your very soul, your spirit, your desires, your wants. It's all for him. We don't live no longer for ourselves. Amen. No, absolutely. Um, you know, Pastor, and, and you, you made some very good points. So the the this end time is not to scare us, right? It's not to make no. us all fearful. It's to give us the facts no. of what's going to happen when Jesus comes back. Yes. So on on the return of Jesus, if you if you're accepting him already, if you if you given up your 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 heart, you given up your mind and and your soul to to God, that's the pathway. It's through him, and through him. You don't experience that through him. You experience everlasting life, you know? So, so, so pastor, why is it that people think the end times are so scary? What, what's the, it, it's kind of simple if you think about it, right? It's, it's kind of laid out for you, right? I mean, right. this is, this is the path. This is how you get there. So why do people like go against that? so much what's the what's the issue the issue is the bible speaks about the heart is wickedly evil and people want to do what they want to do you you you've heard that that saying many people you know tattoo it on themselves many people talk about it, you know only god can judge me and you know and they're right only only god can judge you as far as whether you're going to make it to heaven or you're not. But listen, people don't want to believe because they want to continue living in their sinful nature, in their sinful lifestyle. Because once you give yourself to Christ, the Bible says, listen, be ye doers of the word, not just hearers. You've got to do what he says. And listen, it's hard to not get angry at somebody and cuss them out. It's hard to have to forgive somebody that's done something wrong to you. It's hard to not do certain things that the Lord calls us not to do. It's difficult. And rather than people do the difficult, they want the easy way. See, and... The road to heaven is narrow. And the road to perdition is very wide. And mean people travel it, the Bible says. So that's, see, that's easy to do. And that's why people don't want to go along with the program, so to speak, because they know there has to be a change and a transformation. 
but all oh, the rewards are so great. They're so great. And God is so good and so loving and so forgiving. And I can absolutely tell our listening audience tonight, listen, if you're struggling, if you're thinking, well, I've done too much in my life. I've, I've sinned too much or I, I'm not perfect. So why even try? Listen, just come to the Lord. Come to the Lord. Ask him for forgiveness. Ask him to come in your heart. Believe on him. Believe in his name. Believe in what he's done, the work on the cross that's been finished. And he's done it for you and I. And if you believe that, you will be born again. And you won't have to worry about the end times. Because you'll be in heaven in that place where there's no more tears, where there's no more pain, no more sorrow, we'll all be there. Amen. And that's a great place to be. Now, you're absolutely right, Pastor, because, you know, <clears throat> in Revelation 1, 17, 17 through 20, <clears throat> you know, Christ is pretty much telling John, <clears throat> don't be afraid. And, and here's why not to be afraid. It started in verse 17. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. I know John, when he saw Christ. Then he, right. and then he placed his right hand on me and said, <clears throat> this is Jesus speaking. Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead and now look, I'm alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys to death and Hades. <clears throat> 19. Right. Therefore, what you have seen. So it's something to write what you saw, <clears throat> what is now and what will take place later. The mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and all the seven golden lampstands is this. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands, <laughs> excuse me, the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Amen. So he's saying, don't be afraid. Hey, you, you're with you're with everlasting, the everlasting, the eternal one. You're with him. This Jesus is it, it is the path to, to everlasting life, Pastor. And and you you nailed it when you when you when you described that to the listeners and, and even to myself. So so yeah. thank you, Pastor. In, in any you know what, Pastor? That's an hour, Pastor. That that wow. is the hour. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. You know, Pastor, let what do you have for our audience? I know you got a couple more uh, scriptures, and you got some some closing remarks. Can, can you can you enlighten us on, on what? Well, I actually uh, read all the the scriptures I was I had for tonight, but uh, I do have a word of of encouragement uh, for our listening audience. I I think listen, we're we're not to be afraid. There are perilous times that we are currently living in. And, and that will be uh, soon forthcoming. But we don't have to worry if we have Christ, if we have the Holy Spirit living in us, because he'll guide and direct our paths. He'll give us wisdom. He'll give us discernment to be able to see when things are wrong, when things are amiss, when things are off base. And, and I think the more we study the scriptures, 
the more we know about who Christ says we are. And I, I, I think that's the important thing. We have to know who we are and what we carry. Because once we know that, the enemy is now running scared. And that's why he fights so much and throws so much at us daily to try to discourage us, to try to keep us in fear. But I, I once read somewhere, you know, fear, the acronym F-E-A-R is false evidence appearing real. So don't fall for the lie. Stay in Christ and stay connected and he will bring you through every trouble and every problem. Amen. Outstanding, sir. Amen and amen. I think the power is flowing tonight, Pastor. Praise God. Amen. Amen, sir. You know, this is very, very uh, important topic uh, for all of us so that it, it brings some, some clarity and it, and it gives folks confidence that following Christ is not a lost cause. You That's follow right. Christ to, to have and enter eternal life with him and with all the saints, Pastor. Amen. That's right. So, Pastor, if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and close this out in prayer. Yes, please. Heavenly Father, the great I am, ancient of days, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to gather once again to hear your word, to learn more about you, to learn about how the, the grace, the eternal life that we have with you and in you. Thank you for sending your, your son, your, your only begotten son to save us, to give us that path so we can have a choice to follow you. And we know when we choose Jesus, we're on the path to victory. These and all things we ask in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen and amen. 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 Praise God. Well, we want to tell every all the listeners that we pray for them. We, we bless you. We've been praying for each and every one of you. And we know through God, all things are possible. Remember, stay blessed. Know that God loves you. And remember that you, you have, have the power. The power. Amen. Amen.